When I'm asked my favorite season, I immediately respond fall because I love me some sweater weather. Or so that's what I convinced myself of for years. Toasty marshmallows, all things pumpkin, crunchy leaves, and the ability to hide myself, my weight, my body, and my soul behind layers of clothing so that I didn't have to deal with my reality, my what's next, myself. What are you using as your protective layer? This week, I dive into the concept of using our excuses and limiting beliefs to keep us protected from exploring what we so desperately need next. Let's do this. Hello, my friend. What's your favorite season? For about my entire life, if you ask me what my favorite season was, it was always automatically fall. I love fall. I love the crisp air and the crunch of the leaves. And I love all things pumpkin and always in my response. And I love sweater weather. Why do I love sweater weather? Because sweaters allow me to cover up, to be able to put coats on and scarves on, and oh my goodness, do I love me a turtleneck. Because in fall and winter, for all the years, and this still goes, this actually has really little to do, I'm coming to realize, with the concept of how much I weighed, but this whole feeling of, I don't want anyone to see me, my size, my body, and so forth. So if I can just put on the sweaters and the jackets and the scarves and the turtlenecks, then then no one is paying attention to me. And I don't have to deal with what is causing me to cover myself. It becomes our protective layer. And coats are a protective layer. Sweaters are. Like, you actually have to wear a sweater because it's cold, unless you're my 13-year-old. And then, apparently, you're resistant to all cold, and one does not need anything but a hoodie and shorts. But I digress. So, I have come to realize that my love for fall really came from the fact that I just wanted to hide, that I just wanted to create my bubble. When in all actuality, spring is a hundred times better, a hundred times better than fall. But that really is irrelevant. What are we, you and I, using as those buffers, those protective layers? Where are we putting up barriers for ourselves to move forward in our lives? Because it's too scary to take it off, to work through 
to peel back. I swear I can't get through a week where someone doesn't talk about peeling back the onion. I will tell you, I've never peeled an onion like that, but I get the concept. And and it just came to me, as we peel back the onion, it makes us cry, right? It's not comfortable. It's not comfortable. So when our kids were little, I talk about this. We literally were responsible for keeping humans alive, okay? It was all-consuming, and it was more than what we could do. And for those, I had it easy in the grand scheme of things. My husband worked eight minutes away. He didn't leave until like 8.30. He he came home for lunch. He was back home by like 5.30. I had it easy in comparison to so many who did not have that support, right? So, but it still was too much. So when people be like, oh, so you're going to go back to work? Oh, oh no. Like, I'm I'm too busy. How about when your kids go to, back to school? Oh, I'll, I'll think about it then, right? And so as our kids have gotten older, the fear of what we might want to do next is such that it is really easy to put up an excuse. I have to wait till my kids are in school. I have to wait until they're in middle school. I need to wait until they're in high school. I need to wait until they're married, have 14 children, and I have like 75 grandchildren. We create busy. Busy is the biggest protective layer there was. And similarly, when I was young, I would, there are just some days, and I my kids do this as well, when it's just like, I don't feel like going to school. And I kind of don't feel great. And so now we would call it a mental health day. But back in the 70s, I would have to like fake sick, especially with my mom, because she was She did not care for a sick day, nor do I, Um, because that like put a cramp on her day, right? So I would say like, I don't feel well, so on and so forth. And I had to act in such a way that I didn't feel well, that by the end of the day, I did not feel well. I was actually, I was so in it that I believed it and I was feeling the effects of it. So when we say, oh, I'm too busy. I'm sorry, I'm too busy. Oh, can't do that. My husband works late. Oh, can't do that. Got Taekwondo. Can't do that. I'm already overcommitted. All of this, all of this. I Women who are in busy mode, I liken to pig pen from peanuts. You know where it's like all the dirt and craziness is around him. It's kind of like watching the Tasmanian devil. Like there's just a lot of energy and that energy is pushing everyone back. Like I'm too busy, too busy, too busy, too busy, too busy. Can't do it. Can't do it. Can't do it. On the flip side, we keep saying, yes, 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 we can do it at other times so that we can stay busy because now 
We are so in it, we don't see it for what it is. Is that protective layer. I talk a lot about understanding what is your what's next. And so often everyone's like, oh, Janessa, I don't have time. I don't have time. That aside, automatically when I say what's next, women automatically go to, so where are you going to go work? And maybe that is something that you have a goal for. Or maybe it's not. But one, you're likely not wanting to answer the question because you don't know what the answer would be. So we have to like shut it down with an excuse. But when I say, I want to know what's next for you. It literally is, what do you need right now? Do you need more energy, more clarity, more creativity, more excitement, more rest, more sleep, more rest, more mindfulness? What is it? If we stay in the protective bubble of busy excuses and sweater weather, we are never allowing ourselves to move forward even a little bit. And moving forward a little bit is all you need, just little bits by little bits. When you look at the whole thing, it's exhausting. It's absolutely exhausting. Anything that you see in your life that takes more energy, a series of decisions to be made, or you know that you're going to suck at it at first. Those are all the triggers for, I can't. I can't because of this or this or this. I was working with a client the other day. She so desperately wants to get a job. She's a mom of of an only. She needs the structure. She needs the confidence. She needs the connection. And then also the income. But even with all of those things and This is where knowing is not enough, right? We know what we need to do. When I broached the concept of might we do this or might we do that or could you look here, each suggestion was shot down with another excuse from what if my daughter is sick and I can't, I have to go to attend to her. They have a lot of breaks. They have half days. My husband works late. There's all the things. There's all the things. I get it. We are the primaries, right? We have to be Mrs. Incredible and be stretched from one end to the other to make sure that everyone is covered. But 
If we leverage our reality, we can find a place for each and every one of us where we need to be right now. If it's 10 minutes of meditation today or working one day a month as a volunteer, we can find where we can just wedge ourselves in a little bit and slowly open up the opportunities. But when we are standing behind these excuses, we're believing them to be true. That is part of this limiting belief. But now that I've, hopefully you're noticing it, I want you to see and play with the idea of what are you afraid of? Once you know what you need more of, what is standing in your way? And what is the worst thing that would happen if you were to do whatever it is you want to do? When you see what's the worst thing that's going to happen, A, you realize it's really not that bad. We work in a day and age now where everyone's kids get sick, have half days, have days off, snow days, and so forth. It's a very different work um, style now. And again, this isn't all about work. It's also, there's fear. It's all about fear. Fear of not doing it perfectly Fear of looking silly, stupid, inexperienced, and so forth. Fear of success. That is bigger than fear of failure that I have found in the working with the women that I do. They go to this place. I have a woman within my community who's writing a book and she's not finishing it. She can't keep going. So I'm like, why can't you finish it? And she's like, because if I publish it, then I have to go on a book tour. And if I go on a book tour, who's going to take care of my kids? That is putting the cart before the horse, my friends. We will worry about that. Right now, we just need to write the next chapter. Heck, we need to just write the next word. We need to finish. We need to not be scared to start. I have a podcast on starting. I have a podcast on perfectionism. I have a podcast on limiting beliefs. I have a podcast on imposter syndrome. I have a podcast on fear of success. I can teach you a mini course, a college course on getting forward. But first, you've got to break busy. You got to pull off the turtleneck. It doesn't matter if you have a double chin or now for me, I have like a turkey neck. We have to expose ourselves, if not to others, just to ourselves and say it's okay 
for me not to know all the answers. I just need to know the next right step. This is what we do in a daily practice. And this is what I do when I work with women one-on-one is that I help them understand what it is that they need to do next. First things first. And always, always helping them leverage the reality they are in so that it is actually doable. I want you to just take a few minutes to journal. What is your sweater weather? What is your bubble? What is your excuses? What are all the things that you, and you can believe them to be true. It's okay if you truly are like, Janessa, no, really, I cannot do this because of this. First, just put it out on paper. And then next to each one of them, what is one tiny thing you could do to move the needle in that regard? You'll be surprised. You'll be surprised at how your bubble can get smaller to the point where you are standing in your power and your abilities to be able to move forward. Give it some thought. If you need more support, just go to janessadorani.com. <laughs>